Roethlisberger, the quarterback, was all, hug it, chug it, football! All night! Hearts are pounding in Denver. Nobody but Terrell here. Davis, it is a rocking standing up! Denver is in the lead! Denver's gonna win it! Oh, baby, they're gonna win this thing! Probably the final play of the game. It is caught by Dyson. Can he get in? No, he cannot! And the Rams have won the Super Bowl! There's one thing I want to say here tonight. It's only four words. This one's for John. Welcome back to the NFL Week 1 Recap, but name change pending. This is your host, Brian Priest. Find me on Twitter at bpriest24. That's at B-P-R-E-E-C-E-24. I'm here with Tommy Jerome today. Yep, this is Ruthless Lupe. Find me on Twitter at Ruthless Lupe. That's R-U-T-H-L-E-S-S underscore Lupe. We all know what's coming. Bear, 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 bear. Ruthless Lupe. Tommy, you uh, about, what, 10, 15 minutes ago, you were you were kind of struggling, had a heart in the throat a little bit watching that Chargers game. How do you feel now? Roller coaster of emotions. I'm <laughs> telling you what, I a lot of ups, a lot of downs, some disappointments. Uh, some worries. Looks like a lot of people were either dehydrated or not in shape, pulling a lot of muscles. Um, luckily, the Chargers were able to pull this one out in overtime against the Colts, 30-24. Cardiac kids seem to come through for you, even if it took a little bit of work. Oh, God. <laughs> it was fun to watch from my perspective. I was watching, honestly, watching you and your reactions a little bit more than the game itself. Yeah, it was. It was. I was up and down. It was. It was. It was a train wreck. But luckily. You know, Philip Rivers and the boys were able to get it done in a StubHub arena. <laughs> <laughs> it's even it's not even a joke. It's, yeah, it's just not, like it's just, the name is just funny. It's bad. Well, I so so quick recap of, as far as the outcome. Chargers ended up winning thirty to twenty four in overtime. They were up what twenty four thirteen in the fourth quarter, and then so going into the fourth quarter, they, yeah, uh, it was. Um, it was twenty-four to sixteen going into the fourth, and then, which gave us an eight-point lead throughout the um, throughout the fourth, and then Indianapolis scored a you know pretty much a last-minute touchdown, and then nailed a two-point conversion by running up the middle, which somehow the Chargers just couldn't stop. I was talking to Brian the whole time, saying he's running up the middle, might as well run up the middle. Brian's like, no, they're not going to run up the middle. I didn't think they would. And then what did they do? They shifted Marlon Mack to the left side to run it up the gap. And I'm like, ah. And then, but luckily we won the toss in overtime and got the dub. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was kind of an interesting game to watch. It, it was clear in the second half that the, the Colts at halftime decided they were going to run the ball and came out and it. Chargers didn't have a chance to stop him. Marlon Mack just went wild. He ended up with, what, 25 carries for 174 yards. I bet 20 of those carries were in the second half. Oh, yeah. He, it, it's, the lack of, um, it's the lack of strength in our defensive tackle and our linebackers. Denzel yeah. Perriman didn't even start. Well, and you had mentioned uh, Thomas Davis in, in, in some of our previews. He... Struggled to he say struggled. the least. It today. definitely looked like he, a veteran out there. He looked on what the Chargers wanted to do with him. It, uh, he he was definitely a step behind all the other guys. He was he wasn't, you know that that linebacker. That I guess that I expected. I should have. 
maybe I just had bigger expectations for him than mm-hmm. yeah. you know than really realistically. But I mean, but it's also one game. I mean, you don't want to sell the guy down the river after week one. True, but yeah. it, it was rough. He that uh, that last Colts touchdown to send the game into overtime. I I would say he was directly the the fault of. Uh, Thomas Davis, and I can't remember the cornerback that didn't make the tackle. I, I don't know if you remember the, the name off the top of your head there, but Davis overran that play and allowed T.Y. Hilton to cut it back inside, and he ended up scoring the touchdown. As far as the Colts go, I, I thought the Colts looked pretty good overall, better than I than I anticipated Jacoby Brissett looking. He, he was 21-27, 190 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And we already mentioned Marlon Mack. He had a fantastic afternoon, 25 carries for 174 yards and a touchdown, and a long of a 63-yard carry that he scored on. That was, they had a good day. The they Colts did. looked good. I, I think they, they could definitely challenge in honestly, the AFC South. Honestly, both teams had a good day. Like, out there, I think the Colts definitely can compete. Unfortunately, the Chargers, they're definitely competing for second place. Um, we'll talk about the Chiefs game here in a second, but both teams played outstanding. Like you, you're talking about Marlon Mack did; he was incredible today. But Austin Eckler for the Chargers, he he had a hell of a day himself. Eckler was great. He yeah, had, he, he was he was a spark plug. He, Twelve carries, fifty eight yards, a touchdown, and then on top of that, six receptions, ninety six yards, two touchdowns, a total of three touchdowns, a hundred and fifty your yard, hundred and fifty four yards wow. scrimmage just for the day. That's impressive, I mean, especially considering with the the Chargers coming into the season, a lot of people are wondering without Melvin Gordon, how how good is that running game going to be? And between Eckler and Justin Jackson, they they had 115 yards rushing and only 18 carries between the two of them. So yeah, that's pretty good average. It looked good. I mean, uh, do you feel better now after after one game? Yeah, I I was kind of skeptical. I was like. You know, I was wondering, because Melvin, not not taking anything away from Melvin or anything, Melvin uh, Gordon, but, you know, he's a, he's a hell of a back. And so him missing the beginning of this season, possibly, you know, more of the season as it goes on, mm-hmm. it was kind of nerve-wracking. But seeing how uh, Eckler and Jackson kind of, you know, handled the rushing tech, split it pretty fairly, Eckler catching balls out of the backfield, scoring two times, it definitely brought the worry down. Um, Keenan Allen also had a game receiving. He did. Eight receptions, 123 yards, and a score. Um, Went up and, and caught one ball early in the first half where it looked like Rivers just kind of threw it up into a double team, and, and Keenan Allen rose up at the goal line and made the catch, came down for the touchdown. Pretty good play. Yeah, it was good. And Rivers had a pretty pretty good day himself. I mean, 333 yards, three scores. Unfortunately, that interception, just a hair late on that play. I mean, Keenan Allen was wide open. I mean, wide open, and he reared back, and he guess like it took just that long to get a. I don't remember. I think was it his last name Booker or? I'm uh, I'm checking right now. It was uh, Malik Hooker. Hooker. I okay, didn't know he, if I could... he he cut right in front of that pass and, and made a, t- a terrific one-handed yeah. interception. I mean, it, that was a pretty special play. I mean. A lot of guys will knock that pass down, but for Hooker to, to come out with the interception, that that was that was pretty special. Um, I don't want to get stuck on this game too much. Like like Tommy said, it, it was a good game all around. Um, going into overtime, this looked like 
it looked like one of those games. Whoever wins the toss is going to win the game, and that's obviously how it how it turned out with the Chargers driving down and getting the touchdown out of it. So, go Chargers. We want to know. Well, we'll we'll move on. Cover a couple more games from today. Uh, big talk this offseason was the Cleveland Browns. A lot of people high expectations for the Browns. Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham. They had some made some acquisitions on the defensive side of the ball as far as Olivier Vernon, some guys like that. And uh, the first half, they looked okay. Yeah, they came out firing. They, yeah. They scored a quick touchdown. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, missed the extra point. But, I mean, they looked good to me. I mean, it looked like Mayfield and uh, Beckham really had a connection, really had some type of chemistry out there. No, it, I mean, it looked to me like Mayfield has a has a good connection with several of his wide receivers, whether it be Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, who played with last year. There's Rashad Higgins, David Njoku. Like, there were a lot of guys that were getting consistent targets throughout this game. The, the problem was they just they, they couldn't convert. I mean, Baker Mayfield ended up with... 285 yards passing, one touchdown, and three interceptions. That's, that's huge. One of those interceptions was taken back to the house by uh, Malcolm Butler, you know, former Patriot, picked that ball off. Remember him from Super Bowl glory, de- defeating the uh, Seattle Seahawks. Malcolm Butler picked off one of those passes, took it back for six. And then, uh, I mean, you just defensively, I was really surprised how bad the Browns were. It, it seemed like once... Once they faced a little bit of adversity, they they fell apart quickly. Yeah, yeah, they definitely crumbled, and then and then they just crumbled. That's the best way I could put it. They, it didn't look like they had it all figured. I think they they didn't live up to the hype that everyone put them up to. Like yeah, defensively, even offensively. Mm-hmm. This team, I'm not was the most hyped up team for the season. I think I think everyone was hyping up the Cleveland Browns to do something this year. Definitely, uh, us included. We hyped them up to be something. I picked them to win the division. Yeah, I mean, it's still early. Don't get me yeah. wrong; they can still get the kinks out. But what we had in mind, and then they came out and had this performance, definitely wasn't something that I saw coming. I thought they were going to ball out, especially against uh, the the Titans. Yeah, I mean, and, and as far as the, the Browns go, some disappointing things that I saw. Nick Chubb really kind of let me down. 16 carries for 74 yards. Not a terrible day, but it just it didn't seem like he was able to get anything going consistently. Odell Beckham had seven catches, but only 71 yards. Sorry, we're you know taking a, taking a little pause here. We've got games on in the background as well. We're watching Kyler Murray against, against the Lions. Soft. Running out of bounds. You got to go for that first down, right? So soft. He yeah. ran out of bounds. So soft. Tommy's upset. But then I also want to want to touch on anybody who watched this Titans Browns game. Derrick Henry looked really good. I don't know if it's how he does his hair, Brian, but he's definitely uh, he balled out today. Yeah, his his hair looked like it was like a clothesline. You could hang your clothes out to dry on that one. But he can run the ball. He he runs the ball hard. He. Had a had a long touchdown run and just overall a, a terrific game. Well, he had a long touchdown run and then he he caught a seventy five yard screen pass. That yeah. was that was the the blocking on that play and then Derrick Henry just to watch a man of that size pull away from every defender on the field was was kind of special. Delaney Walker caught five passes for fifty five yards, two scores. Derrick Henry caught one pass for seventy five yards. 
one score. Hey, but Delaney Walker, really quick, that's a, that's a feel-good story. I want to point that out and just congratulate him after a devastating ankle injury he suffered last year. It was early in the year. I want to say it was in week one. Delaney, Delaney got hurt, missed the rest of the year, and, and there was question whether he would play again. So for him to come back in week one this year, five catches, like you said, 55 yards and two touchdowns. Congratulations, Delaney Walker. Glad to have you back. So we'll move on to the, the next game. Tommy wanted to talk a, bit, a little bit about the Rams and Panthers matchup that we, we watched in L.A. Or in Carolina, sorry. Yeah, what I, what I wanted to touch base, it was a sloppy game. It was, yeah. On both sides, not just Carolinas, not just the Rams. Both sides. It was sloppy play. Um, Not really impressed. I mean, Cam Newton, to me, Cam Newton hasn't been the same Cam Newton that was drafted number one overall. I Mm -hmm. think... Do you think injuries are catching up to him? Yeah, I think all those, him, you know, scrambling, taking the ball, going head up with these linebackers, running them over, is now starting to catch up with him. Yeah. He doesn't have... Uh, to me, it just didn't look like he had a quarterback's touch. I mean... Yeah, he missed a few throws. The like Greg Olson was open in the flats a couple times, and, and Cam just threw it over his head, and it, it looked... It was a rough day. Definitely. Luckily, they have Christian McCaffrey on this team um, to, you know, hell of a day, 128, two scores, 19 carries, and then also 10 receptions for 81 yards. So he's definitely... McCaffrey's carrying the load, and you know, lucky for Cam Newton, he's there to be targeted 10 times. Look, let's not celebrate Christian McCaffrey too much. It was only 209 total yards. Relax. Fair enough. I mean, 10 catches. And then on another note that I've noticed is just Todd Gurley's just not himself. I think he's very hesitant with his knees being the way they are. And you notice, like him and, and Malcolm Brown split a lot of the a lot of the touches. Granted, Gurley did get ninety seven yards. A lot of his yards came in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. But and it just didn't look. He didn't look explosive. He didn't yeah. look. He he didn't look explosive. He didn't look like himself. The Todd Gurley that is worth the uh, what is it a hundred. How much money? I can't remember how much uh, that contract was. It a lot, was a lot so of money. It was, a, it was a big deal. So let's see. Ezekiel Elliott's the highest paid running back in the NFL, and he got six years, $90 million. So Gurley's was probably in the $80 million range. But still, to to see him sign that deal last year and now dealing with that, to, to see Todd Gurley de- dealing with that arthritis in his knee and you know, it's something that I've mentioned a couple times. You just you don't recover from. You don't, you it's don't, always there. Yeah, and so he's never going to get that explosiveness back, unfortunately. We, we we saw a guy last year, the first 10, 12 weeks of the season, that was a potential Hall of Famer, a guy that a generational type back, and I unfortunately, I think that's gone. And so that's just kind of sad to see, especially a young guy like Todd Gurley. But as you said, Malcolm Brown, he... He looked awesome. He did. He he carried the ball. He he was running hard between the tackles. Ended up with eleven carries for fifty three yards, two touchdowns, and and I think that's something we're going to continue to see from the Rams. Is Todd Gurley? He's going to get his carries, and, and you know he, he's going to be the primary back, but he's not going to be the bell cow back he was last year. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just on another note that I, you know, that I wasn't able to. I didn't even think of until I saw this highlight. Eric Weddle took a kick in the head today and oh. almost and pretty almost lost an ear. It looked like wow. there was a lot of blood. 
I've never seen that amount of blood coming from inside of the helmet. Like, I've seen guys get hit in the face or be bleeding from other places, but they took his... Yeah, he was bleeding from a cut inside of his helmet. Never seen that before. Yeah. Looks like the Cardinals just scored another touchdown. So, Ooh. 43 seconds left in the fourth quarter. They trail the Lions two. by two. It's a similar situation to what your Chargers were dealing with. Five, five additional seconds on the clock. Oh, Fitzgerald. Reliable Fitz. Larry Fitz. I mean, the guy. The guy He's never quits. Like wine. <laughs> a fine wine. A fine wine. A fine wine out of Pittsburgh. Very bold. Good for Robust. him. Robust. We'll. Uh, so we'll move on really quick. We're gonna. I want to talk about the the Ravens Dolphins game. The the Ravens. I don't think we need to talk very much about the Dolphins. Let's let's focus on Lamar Jackson. Seventeen of twenty, three hundred and twenty four yards, five touchdowns. Such a blowout that they benched Lamar Jackson late in the game, and Robert Griffin came in. He went 6-of-6 six six for 55 yards and a touchdown. I mean, the, the Dolphins couldn't stop anybody in this game. Cardinals scored two-point conversions, good. So we may have another overtime game week one. This is fun. Isn't it great having football it's back? Football season. Oh, my gosh. I, this, I, I woke up early this morning. Tommy said he woke up like 6 o'clock. Like, before. did I miss anything? Oh, it's it's 6. six. Games, games aren't on yet. I woke up at 7. I had to... Make sure to take the dogs out and to get them quieted down so we could watch football all day. But it, continuing to talk about the, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, great game, best game of his career, career high, five touchdowns. And Ingram running the ball, had 14 carries for 107 yards and two touchdowns. And then the wide receiver core for the, the Ravens, I didn't know if I was ever going to say they, they had a good wide receiving core. At least week one, they looked awesome. Marquise Brown out of Oklahoma, their, their first-round pick, had four catches for 147 yards and two touchdowns with a long of 83 yards. So I, I think it's safe to say Lamar Jackson enjoys throwing the ball to him. And then uh, a couple other guys. We're looking at Mark Andrews here. Andrews, the tight end, had eight catches for 108 yards and a touchdown, which when you have a young quarterback like Lamar Jackson, having a tight end you can count on is always something important, something you like to have. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not caught up on these Ravens. I mean, they played the Dolphins. Yeah. The Dolphins, we've said this on our preview, the Dolphins are set to be probably the worst NFL team this year. Um, I don't. We don't think, you know, if they do win a game, it's because, I don't know, something happened to the starting quarterback of the Jaguars. But, I mean... Speaking of which, Nick Foles broke his collarbone today, so he's going to be out indefinitely. Yes. And, I mean, luckily they got this start here in Miami. Good. Their confidence is up. Then they got to go. They'll play Arizona and Baltimore. After week two, they're in Kansas City. Then they play Cleveland. Hopefully Cleveland can get their stuff together. Um... These guys are going to play better defenses. They're going to play better NFL teams who are going to be able to defend better. And I yeah. think, and I don't think, um, then that's going to be the real test for LeVar. Is it LeVar? LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton. Of uh, <laughs> Reading Rainbow. Is it, and no. Star Trek fame. That's uh, Lamar Jackson. Oh, Lamar Jackson. See what I mean? That's how important he is to me. I don't even know the guy. <laughs> but if he can ball out against those teams who are, and, and the defense can compete, I mean, maybe the Ravens, maybe we got it wrong. Maybe the Ravens are going to win this division. Yeah, I mean, you, you just look at week one with the Browns being blown out and the Ravens blowing out the Dolphins. Granted, the, the Dolphins, as Tommy was saying, has have lived up to pretty much all of our 
preseason predictions that they they may be the worst team in football, and I think they're honestly trying to be the worst team in football. But it, it, it was an interesting start to the season when you look at the AFC North. We appreciate you joining us on Name Change Pending today. Make sure and jump on Twitter. Follow your hosts, Brian Priest at BPriest24, Tommy Jerome at Ruthless underscore Lupe, and Josh Keel at Rise and Shout. Also, we know that you're busy, but if you could take two minutes out of your day and give us a five-star rating on your podcatcher of choice, that would be so amazing. Help us move up those algorithms. I don't totally understand how they work, but I know with some five-star ratings, the podcast shows up higher on the lists. And we want to help other people find the show, don't we? Doesn't really matter what you say for us. Maybe suggest some new verses for Ruthless Lupe. But thanks again for joining us, and stay tuned for more episodes of Name Change Pending. Welcome back to Name Change Pending. This is your host, Brian Priest, still joined here by Tommy Jerome. We just got done watching the uh, Arizona Cardinals-Detroit Lions slugfest. One for the ages. (laughs) I don't even know what to say about it. That makes two years in a row we've got a tie on the opening weekend. Good old-fashioned tie. (laughs) And, And we all know what they say about ties. They're not worth playing. We were just talking about the uh, Lions-Cardinals game that went to overtime. Lions scored with about 43 seconds left, send the game into overtime. Cardinals score a field goal on their first possession. Lions drive down the field, kick a field goal on theirs, and... Tie. It's just, it's sad. Kyler Murray, looking at his numbers, number one overall pick in the 2019 NFL Draft. 29 of 54, 308 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. I guess on the surface those look okay, but... He barely cracked 50% passing. He he took five sacks, and you noted it several times just watching the fourth quarter in overtime, Tommy. He really doesn't like to get hit. He does not want to get hit. I mean, he's a small guy, but sometimes when, when the game's coming down to it and you need another yard or two for that first down, you don't go out of bounds. You don't slide. He sacked himself. Yeah, he, he, he sacked himself three, four yards short of the line of scrimmage. He slides. And I, I, I don't know. I, I wasn't big on Kyler Murray before the season. I'm not big on Kyler Murray now. Has your opinion changed, Tommy? Nope. I, again, not a, I, I'm telling you, 5'10 or not, I don't think he's going to be a good quarterback. Solid, solid. Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't. I don't know what everybody sees in him. He's athletic, but he probably should have played baseball. Hot takes over here. Last game I want to cover is the the Chiefs and Jacksonville game. I, and really, I just I want to talk about a couple things here. We'll we'll talk about a couple of injuries. So Nick Foles, I had mentioned, broke his clavicle in this game on a touchdown pass to DJ Chark, and so he's going to be out several weeks. And as as far as a quarterback goes, I remember when Aaron Rodgers broke his clavicle two or three seasons ago he missed the rest of the year mm-hmm. and it was I believe in the first month of the season I I would be surprised if Nick Foles is back before mid to late November honestly yeah but their new quarterback uh soup Hachi soup Hachi soup Gardner Minshew soup uh Minshew did come in the game and he was what 22 of 25 275 yards and two touchdowns but that's against the Chiefs defense which wasn't very good last year, may not be very good this year. And then there's always the question of, once somebody game plans for you, things change. They, yeah. they didn't game plan for, for Minshew this Minshew. week. And then when we look at the Chiefs offense, that's what everybody talked about this High year. Octane. Wow, they're good. 
I, 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 Tommy and I were watching the Browns-Titans game, and we just kept seeing the ticker go past, and it seemed like every time the Chiefs game would come up, they had scored another touchdown. Sammy Watkins coming in, coming in hot. Nine receptions, 198 yards, three touchdowns, a long of 68 yards. I, I did not expect that from Sammy Watkins, maybe from some other guys on that offense, but they, they've just got so many weapons. There's, there's no way you can stop everyone. Uh, big injury for the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill also broke his clavicle, so he's expected to miss several weeks. And the word is right now he's he's actually hospitalized to do that due to that injury. So I'm I'm guessing there's there's something else going on with that because typically I don't think you get hospitalized unless there there's a need for surgery. So that'll be something to keep an eye on. Uh, a few more Kansas City offensive numbers to look at. Tight end Travis Kelsey three catches. But he did have 88 yards on those three catches. Didn't find the end zone today. And then running back um, Damian Williams had had himself a, a decent day. Rushing the ball, he wasn't great. He did score a touchdown, 13 for 26 yards. But catching the ball out of the backfield, he six six catches, 39 yards. I mean, really just a, a, a nice weapon for the Chiefs coming out of that backfield. What did you see from the Chiefs today, Tommy? What do you think? You you any more worried, less worried? I mean, I, I'm just worried about second place at this point with the Chargers. It looks like the Chiefs are going to have it in the bag. Their their offense is probably the most high octane offenses that there is in the in the in almost at NBA in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, you look at Baltimore, Baltimore. Put up some numbers, too, but, again, Baltimore played Miami. I mean, Jacksonville has a solid secondary. I mean, I think if they don't run their mouths as much. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey needs to be quiet. Just play football. But, I mean, I think the Chiefs are the team to beat in the AFC West and in the AFC. Yeah. Besides I, the Patriots. Yeah, I, I agreed, especially with the Patriots signing Antonio Brown. That's a nice little segue as we watch this Patriots game, Tommy. I haven't had a chance to talk with you, so this will wrap up the podcast with this. What do you think of this Antonio Brown situation? We, I'll walk through it, do a quick recap. Raiders acquire him in March. Several draft picks sent over to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was an, a known issue in that locker room, but I think the uh, the amount of issue he was in that locker room got, got must have been buried a little bit. So in his time in... Um, in Oakland, Antonio Brown was a, a nuisance in the locker room, on the field, off the field, in every way possible. He froze his feet and was unable to practice for several weeks in a cryotherapy chamber. He had a, a dispute with the NFL over the helmet that he likes to wear and whether or not he was going to continue to be allowed to wear that helmet. Lost two appeals to the NFL and then you know says, all right, I'm ready to get back to practice. Let's do this. And then all of a sudden has a, a shouting match by reports on the sideline with GM Mike Mayock, tells Mayock that, and calls him you know, several different names. Apparently it was a colorful conversation, to say the least. He punts a ball across the field, says, find me for that, posts a conversation with head coach John Gruden on Instagram. I, you don't do that. Like, what is he thinking? And then the next day, he, he says, all in a three-day span, the, the fight with Mayock, the conversation with Gruden he posts on Instagram, and then I wake up the next morning, and he's asking for his release. This was Saturday morning, two days ago, and he gets gets released and signs with the Patriots. What do you think? 
What what can you say? It was just it's a it looks it just sounds like a train wreck. But somehow the Patriots can take these loud, obnoxious, egotistical wide receivers and do something great with them. They did it with Randy Moss. Mm-hmm. That's the only one. That only that's the only one that really brings to mind the one. It, this is like a Randy Moss situation. I feel to an extent. Well, that's the thing. They they've tried it and it, and it was successful with with Randy Moss. But then you know you look at Chad Johnson. They tried it with Chad Johnson and ended up cutting him. I don't know if he even played in a regular season game for the Patriots. So Bill Belichick is is confident in his locker room and the, the continuity they have. But a guy like Antonio Brown, I guess my question is, I, I wonder if he even wants to play football. I, I feel like he's more comfortable with the circus and making it about him than he is getting on the field at this point. And I, I could easily see him coming out and, and being a productive player with the Patriots this year and making a huge difference. But I can also... I wouldn't be surprised in the least if the first sign of trouble, the first time Bill Belichick tells him no, the first time Tom Brady doesn't get him the ball when he thinks he's open, I could see it all falling apart again. And then that's when I see him just not playing football anymore because I feel like the Patriots are a no-mess team. Mm-hmm. And if you start bringing mess to the Patriots, you're out. Yeah. You're out of there. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, Antonio Brown has earned every bit of dollar that he's gotten. I mean, yeah. he's a fan, not taken. And what's unfortunate is like all this media attention that he's getting, all this stuff that he's doing on Instagram, stuff like that. I feel like it's overshadowing the talent that this guy is. Like he's, you know, he's one of those wide receivers drafted in, I believe the fourth or fifth round, sixth round, sixth round, yeah. so even further drafted in the sixth round, central Michigan outbeat Mike Wallace in, in Pittsburgh, you know, has just played hard. And then gets this big money, and then gets an ego, realizes he's that guy. And then I feel like he's just lost the love of the game at this point. There's no love for the game anymore. Yep, I would agree. It's Yeah, it's just kind of frustrating to see. That's going to wrap up week one. Thanks for joining us on Name Change Pending. Tommy, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Brian. You can catch me. This is Ruthless Lupe on Twitter at Ruthless Lupe, R-U-T-H-L-E-S-S underscore L-U-P-E. Or you can find me on Instagram at T-Guns. Bow, 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 bow.